0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, this Friday is Good Friday, the day that Christians remember the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross. At the time of the crucifixion, lots of people were in Jerusalem for the Passover And it was at this time that Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples and what we call the Last Supper. And it's where we take our cues for having communion together. Well, Christians too find that they deepen their appreciation of the Passover by participating in a Last Supper style meal, usually on the night before Good Friday. Well, sometimes the Passover is called a Seder meal. And what a privilege. Lawrence Hirsch is a Messianic Jew and understands the Passover. He and his wife Louise are founders of Celebrate Messiah. And Lawrence is joining us. Hello, Lawrence. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Hi there, Neil. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Lawrence, thanks for being available. Let's talk about the Passover in connection with Jesus and the Old Testament connection to the Exodus. Uh, These are very connected in the Passover.
1: Yes, uh, the whole story of Passover is the story of the liberation out of bondage of the Israelite slaves out of Egypt about 4,000 years ago. And uh, we as Jewish people have been retelling that story of God's uh, great deliverance for almost all that time, 4,000 years and uh, today, of course, it's uh, developed into uh, what we call a Passover Seder meal, as you mentioned before, a service, which uh, has been celebrated in its current form for almost 2,000 years since the time of Jesus. So uh, it is a time to give thanks to God for deliverance of uh, the slaves out of Egypt 4,000 years ago. But for those of us who are believers in Jesus as the Messiah, uh, we also celebrate our deliverance From slavery to sin through faith in Jesus, who the the New Testament, of course, calls our Passover Lamb, who has been sacrificed for us. So the uh, New Testament itself draws the analogy between the ancient story of Passover and what Jesus was uh, about to do for us on the cross.
0: So, Lawrence, it's not just a creative way of remembering these connections, uh, but having a meal. Uh, and having food that is symbolic of a lot of different elements of the Passover, it's a very powerful way for families to appreciate the history here. So the Seder meal is very important in in Jewish families, and you have great privilege when you actually get to do
1: this for Christians. Yes, uh, it is a wonderful night. Uh, it's a, a lot of object lessons Uh, of the story of Passover, about deliverance and being um, set free, about the bitterness of slavery, and and every food that we eat is a symbol of that story. Originally in the Bible there was only three main symbols. Uh, God said to the Israelites that they should eat the Passover with unleavened bread, with bitter herbs, and the Passover lamb. Uh, Those are three main elements, and each one of them, of course, are very important Bitter herbs remind us of the bitterness of slavery. The unleavened bread reminds us uh, of the uh, haste of the Israelites to leave Egypt. They didn't have time to wait for the bread to rise. And also, of course, leaven in the Bible is a symbol of sin. So the unleavened bread at Passover time and the command to get rid of all the leaven is God's way of saying that we need to get rid of sin in our lives and be prepared for this holy time. And then, of course, the Passover lamb was key to the whole redemptive story in Egypt. And uh, God commanded Israelites to eat lamb every year as a reminder of that sacrifice that was made. So those uh, elements are the most ancient, but since the time of Jesus, since the time of the destruction of the temple, there's been new elements added to the Passover story too help us to continue to tell the story and and add uh, some new meaning to the Passover as well.
0: So, Lawrence, all these elements as part of the meal, do they come in a particular order that the story unfolds during the meal? Is that part of the way it's illustrated?
1: Yes. In fact, the the word seder means order, and that order is a set order that's been followed by the Jewish people for uh, about 2,000 years, even... Uh, 2,000 years ago, there was a basic order of service that was used for the telling of the story. And as I've said, uh, that order has uh, has kept, been kept the same, but there's been added, added elements to it over the last 2,000 years. So it follows a, a really specific order. And uh, it's a very relaxed time at the same time. You're telling the stories. There's questions that the children ask. So that the uh, adults have a chance to retell the story. It's a very unique and, of course, creative way to pass on the story from generation to generation. You have the children ask, then you respond, and you eat these symbolic foods that help cement the story of Passover into our minds. And, of course, uh, Jesus, uh, in the Gospels, we read in Luke chapter 22, for instance, he said to his disciples, uh, Please, uh, he sent two disciples, please go ahead and prepare for us the Passover, and he had said to them, I desire to eat this Passover with you. So he really wanted to celebrate the Passover, and traditionally we believe it's the night before he was crucified, because he was fulfilling so many elements of the story of Passover and the spiritual meaning of Passover through his death and his burial and his resurrection. So it's a wonderful object lesson for us as believers too.
0: Now it's a different sort of a meal, and uh, no doubt uh, for people who are from Israel or the Middle East, some of the foods that you eat, you know, it's part of the usual way that you might put a meal together, perhaps. But for us Aussies, uh, where you've got bitter herbs in there, and sometimes uh, <laughs> horseradish used there, and uh, I know I've participated in one of these meals in the past, and uh, and the horseradish is not it's not tasty, it's not. <laughs> nice. It's, you wouldn't choose to eat it, but the idea of the bitter herbs, of course, has this bitter message to it.
1: Well, the, the bitter herbs, when you eat it, uh, it's freshly ground horseradish, and it just causes you to to tear up. It causes you to cry, and of course, that's an important lesson about slavery. It's and and uh, people who are unredeemed, it's a life full of tears, and that reminds us of the Israelites. But it also reminds us even today, as we eat the bitter herbs, we remember that. Still today there are millions of people around the world in slavery and, um, and we should be doing as, uh, as, what we can as believers to, to help set them free and to do, to do good in this world. So, yeah, each one of those elements are, 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 are object lessons and are redemptive in themselves. They teach us something.
0: And, of course, uh, a lamb shank uh, traditionally used. Does it have to be a lamb shank or any part of the lamb is fine?
1: Lamb shank is uh, used traditionally um, because uh, we can't sacrifice lambs anymore for Passover any longer because the temple has been destroyed. It was destroyed by Titus and the Roman armies in 70 AD, so almost 2,000 years ago. And so since that time, we haven't been able to make Passover sacrifices. Or in fact, Jewish people and, the, and our priests have, you know, were not able to make sacrifices at all these years because the temple was destroyed. And there was only one place in which God allowed those sacrifices to be made. So there's uh, actually a very interesting question that arises from that. If there is no temple today, if there is no altar on which to make sacrifices, well, the question is, how can we be forgiven for our sins? And this is true for Jews and for Gentiles. And, of course, again, the, we have that bone to remind us of... Uh, the Redemption that has now come to us through faith in Jesus the Messiah, who the New Testament calls the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the whole world. So uh, the the bone reminds us of the Passover sacrifices, and for us reminds us of Jesus our Passover Lamb.
0: And then there's the egg. There's an egg that's a part of the Seder meal, and symbolic of rebirth,
1: right? It is. Egg's always a symbol of new life. But in the case of the Passover, there's another meaning. And the egg reminds us, again, of the temple that was destroyed. Uh, we eat the egg, uh, Junan, the uh, storytelling uh, of Passover. We eat the egg dipped into salt water. The salt water reminds us of tears. And uh, it uh, is a time to shed tears over the destruction of that temple once again. So again, it points to uh, the fact that the temple is no longer in existence, so yeah that's part of the symbolic foods, so we, we do eat other foods during the Passover meal. there's a, a lovely five course meal if you uh, really uh, get right into it, but these symbolic foods all added extras to the meal as well.
0: There's lots more to talk about which we won't have time to today, but as we reflect on the Passover, and the blood from the shed lamb that was on the windows and the doors and the destroying angel passed over uh, the children of Israel before they were delivered out of Egypt uh, all of this connects so significantly doesn't it to uh, the understanding of Jesus and his bloodshed uh, for not only for the people of Israel but for the Gentiles too when you're hmm. leading around a Seder meal like this uh, how significant does it become for people as they connect these Jewish histories to Jesus and the Gentiles
1: well I think it's, it's so important for us to understand uh, who Jesus really is and, of course, uh, to love him more. And that's our goal at our ministry, Celebrate Messiah. So we want uh, all of us, Christians and, and believers, to love Jesus more. And the way you get to love him more is understand more fully who he is in his humanity. And he, he was a Jew and did all these unusual things, I guess, uh, if you're looking at it from an outside perspective. Uh, but also, uh, he did these things in order to fulfill um, the purposes of God, and um uh bring about our redemption, so when you fully appreciate the context of the Last Supper, you can enter into a really deeper understanding of uh the salvation that we have in jesus and i and I think it brings enrichment and uh, a greater appreciation for our salvation and uh, we We love the opportunity to lead people in in this and other types of um understanding through different uh presentations we give to help Christians appreciate the the Jewish roots and of our faith and, and therefore love Jesus more, which is our ultimate goal. Well, Lawrence,
0: no doubt there'll be lots of Christians who this week will be celebrating a Passover meal or a Seder meal. And uh, I'd like to point people to your website uh, for those who want to get a hold of some detail. And uh, perhaps uh, is there on your website a, a how-to-run-a-Seder Passover meal?
1: yes there's uh right on the front page is a section there where it uh helps you to understand what the Passover is all about and there's hundreds of articles that you can also research how to run the passover what uh you know how to uh, understand it better as with all the other festivals that come up as well and uh, as uh you know Passover is only one of the uh uh seven festivals of the Lord, there are many others that teach also such wonderful truths and Remind us of the salvation that we have in the Messiah. Well, that website website is a great resource.
0: That website is CelebrateMessiah.com.au CelebrateMessiah.com.au Lawrence Hirsch is a Messianic Jew he understands the Passover he and his wife Louise are founders of Celebrate Messiah and they're also currently undertaking the building of the first custom made Messianic Centre and Synagogue in the Southern Hemisphere and uh, that project going on in Melbourne even as we speak and perhaps we can talk about that on another day. Lawrence Hirsch, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today on 2020.
1: That's a pleasure Neil and thank you so much and uh, may I wish you a happy Passover and Easter time.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening.
1: There's lots more great audio on demand or you
0: can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported.